Hello, and welcome to Tell Light Talk, Episode 2. This is our episode about The Flash, which is a continuation of our Arrow Flash episode, which happened and didn't happen. Uh, we actually just ended up geeking out about the Arrow for an hour and, and some change, so we decided, like, let's spend a little bit of time on The, the Flash by himself. and Because um, it totally deserves it. It definitely deserves it. So let's let's go into this. So we know it's a spinoff show from Arrow. Um, the success of the Arrow, so amazing. Season two, episodes, I think, eight and nine, yes. um, is the introduction of Barry Allen to that universe. So, so what did you think when we heard about Greg Berlanti and those guys, the production team over there, when they were like, okay, Barry Allen is coming into Arrow with the possibility, not even in, in a, a fact that they were going to do a TV show. Um, what did you think about that? Well, originally it was announced that they were just going to have the Flash be a character on Arrow. So that eventually spun out into, hey, let's do a F- the Flash, the TV show. Um, the beauty of that was, <laughs> how do you have such a dark TV show and introduce such a funny character, somebody who has a lot of humor, has is a much lighter superhero. How do you how do you have two different such dynamic shows? Well, you have the the, the word you said super. I mean, like that's the thing about the Flash is that, and, the, and they don't call it super, and in the DC world they right. call it meta. So you have meta humans, and um, I remember what they were going to do is. Uh, they were going to have the Barry Allen introduction. He was going to get struck by lightning from the particon, ugh, particle accelerator um, in those two episodes. And then episode like 18, 19, or, or later on, is what, what we were actually going to see him become the Flash. And I think what's really great about him getting his own show is that if you would have had him getting introduced as the Flash, that really would have more or less shattered what the arrow knows on his world, even though he does know that flash exists and metahumans exist doing like that crossover episode. And, um, that funny joke that like, he finally admits that metahumans exist. Right. He doesn't want to say the word. Right. And I think (laughs) on having him be on, on the Flash's show, like it's still in the flash's world, having the flash completely run as fast as he can. In in the Arrow's world, I don't think that would have worked if it would have happened in season two. So it's yeah. good that he got his own show. And um, I mean, let's talk about the show. I mean, right now, it's I love Arrow so much, but Flash is probably going to be my favorite superhero show on television. Um, the Flash is probably my favorite TV show. Period. Right now, you mean? On TV right now, yeah. not like above not Seinfeld. Right. No, okay. not above Firefly or Seinfeld. Or, okay, okay. Yeah, none of that stuff. But right now, I mean, it could eventually get up there. I'm not joking. I mean, if they continue the same formula that they're doing and they can consistently deliver these awesome episodes. I mean, I've never, I've, I don't think I've watched a show like in recent time where I'm just like, every episode is solid. Every episode I walk away from it. I'm just like, what did I just watch? I'm so, this is so awesome. I think one of the great things is you mentioned the humor about it before. And, and that totally sets it Mm -hmm. apart from being arrow because 
you know, people are cracking smiles. There's jokes. Cisco, um, the very talented Carlos Valdez is, is really just constantly cracking jokes and, and making uh, names for the characters, which is great. Danielle Panabaker, she doesn't do a lot of humor, but she's a great character. She's a fantastic character, and I liked her on Grimm. And Sky High. Sky High mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I actually wanted to, to talk about, um, just going off of the, the Grimm thing, is that I used to watch that show, and I, I do you still watch it? I, I watched it up to this season. They're all in my DVR right now, and I've heard great things about this season so far, but I, I need to get back to it. So my, my problem with Grimm is that I was feeling that villain of the week, and it w- and it was a problem that I had in the early years of um, Smallville as well. As as well, and uh, I lo- it works for the Flash. It Those really does. shows bothered me because I was like, okay, I get it. There's a villain. We'll fight it. We're done. And I don't know what it is, if it's the characters, just I like him right off the bat, or the backstory with like his mom getting killed. But like on the Flash. That villain of the week works. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. What did you think about No. That? Oh, God. <laughs> what about um, Supernatural, the monster of the week? Like, how did you, like... Because the overall story arc was their dad okay. in trying to, to fight that demon who killed their mom. But then a the monster would show up. Okay. Right. Yeah. Like this, like the Flash, they're trying to solve Barry's mother's murder, mm-hmm. but all of a sudden, because of the... The reactor blowing up, all these people have these metahuman powers all of a right. sudden. So they have to deal with this issue along with the overarching story. Yeah, there's like a few, like, big, like you said, with the reactor, like, that's a whole thing. Like, there's 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 all these different underlying stories. Um, so that makes it okay with me. Maybe also, I mean, the writing's freaking great. It it's, is. It's shot well. Um, it's shot during the daytime, unlike Arrow, which is mostly all shot at night. Um, the effects? I, the, so I could spend a lot of time on the effects, and now oh. that you open it up, I'm going to. Um, it's like Hollywood. It is. Like, there's shots... Uh, that one, there was like a multi, uh, multiple man episode was like the Matrix when Neo has to fight Mr. Smith. It was that level of graphics. And then one of the newer episodes where he had to fight the girl who can teleport, that was, I mean... Peekaboo. Yeah. It was pretty much like Nightcrawler from X2. Bamping everywhere. Yeah. It was bamf, like... Bamf, bamf, It was crazy. <laughs> so, like, that kind of stuff. And then, you know, they keep hinting at Gorilla Grodd. But we're about to see... I don't know if it's going to be mocap. I doubt Andy Serkis showed up for this show. <laughs> we only can hope. Right. <laughs> but, I mean, like, how are they going to pull off a, a robotic uh, gorilla... Who has to articulate? I mean, like and now we're used to it. We see Dawn and Planet of the or Dawn of the Apes and Rise of the Apes. Like we're used to mocap uh, monkeys. I don't know what they're going to do with that on a television show. But that that after credit scene was really impressive. Actually, it was creepy. It was, but he it came was still out of the shadows. No, it was CGI. It was still really in the shadows. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, it's in a fucking sewer, man. I guess I guess the overall excitement of seeing the character kind of probably blinded me to the yeah. effects of it. See, I'm not a DC fan as much, so that character meant nothing to me and means nothing to me. So I'm interested in seeing uh, that character, but it, it doesn't have, like... If, if I saw, like, um, like Dark Side, 
You know what I mean? Then I would be like, I know who that is. Right. That that appeals to me. But not a telekinetic gorilla. I don't. I didn't even know he had telekinetic as a, oh. as a as a thing. He's a very bright gorilla. But the funny thing is, like, you have that kind of character show up in this show. Like, it's in the same world as Arrow, but you would never see that gorilla show up in the Arrow world. Probably not. Not yet. Right. <laughs> I mean, who knows what's about to happen down the road, but... Ugh. And especially with more crossover episodes. And more characters showing up. So we could have another minor mini Justice League forming up to fight these characters. So who knows? But right. getting back to the Flash and and all that, it's just... Villain of the Week is an amazing concept for the show. You, have, you start out with Wizard with... Uh, Weather Wizard, the first episode, um, he gets killed, and they're going to be bringing back another Weather Weather Wizard uh, eventually. And yeah, you so, mentioned that in the Arrow podcast. Who was going to play that? Yeah, so actually, it's going to be uh, one of the actors who played Spartacus. Um, which there's been a lot of Spartacus mix in, in matching of uh, the actors, like Manu Bennett showed up on Arrow as uh, Deathstroke, and, you know, we have other people who, who've been on there, like Nissa Al Ghul, but Liam McIntyre is going to come back, um, who played in the last two seasons of Spartacus, um, he's going to come and play Weather Wizard, so just... Weather Wizard 2. <laughs> really, yeah, right. So already <laughs> on to, like, the second version. Just so you guys know, um, Towelites, that we're going to do some spoilers in this. Oh, yes. Just, so you, it, just as a warning, from here on out, if you only listen to 10 minutes of the podcast, stop, because the rest of it will be some spoilers. I mean, we can't, we can't really give faithful tribute to the show without talking about spoilers. Right. We're going to geek out. We're going to say things that, you know, we're hoping that you're fans of the show and that you're watching it along with us. Um, and you should be. Um, Since we said Gorilla Grotts. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but Gorilla Grotts shows up, you know, is alluded to in the first episode. Um, but moving no, on. the first episode. Yeah, with the first, they show the cage at the end. Oh. It says Grodd and the cage is no, broken open. No, that's the episode with Clancy Brown that you see that. The first episode, we see the infinite Earth going to the future. It's it's part of that. Okay, so it's all in the same episode that you see we'll, that? Yes. We'll okay. agree. I'll, I'll agree Check and it disagree. Out. Exactly. <laughs> no, uh, Grodd, it's, it's a bunch of things thrown at you in that first episode. Okay. And we'll talk about the crisis thing a little bit with Harrison Wells. Um, but I want to touch on the Rogues Gallery, which... The rogues are a huge part of the DC universe. Um, they're they're the main villains for the Flash. Um, what you have is Captain Cold, Heatwave, Pied Piper. These characters have been introduced. And the funny thing about Captain Cold and, and Heatwave are uh, the relationship between those two actors, Wentworth Miller and Dominic Purcell, who were both on Prison Break. So yeah, I watched that. They, they, you know, the cool thing is that they, they've had experience acting together, so now they're putting this... Peter Stormare, who plays uh, Count Vertigo, was also on Prison oh, Break. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I haven't watched the show, and I've heard oh, really great things about this the show. The guy who does the, uh, the Clock King... Okay. He is also a major character on Prison Break. Really? Yep. Like we said in the last episode, do these guys up. just link into each other? Yeah, and hook like each other Spartacus up. <laughs> in Prison Break is uh, is bringing our our rogues galleries uh, between the two between the two shows. So the the rogues gallery is a really neat concept because they are kind of like they have these morals and they 
they don't kill cops and they they're just like they're classic like heisters they they're there to pull off a heist or try to stop the flash they might want to try to kill the flash because they're that pissed off at him but um they they have this moral code which i always respect about the rogues and they they became like one of my favorite villain groups in the dc universe yeah i like um the i mean i watched prison break so it was really cool for me to see those two actors back together again and interacting with each other um I I really loved the just like the corniest of him wearing that winter jacket and putting the hood up and like But that's what he looks like. It's so cool. I mean, that's the beauty of this show is that it's it's almost more accurate to the comics than than Arrow is. It's way yeah, yeah. it would definitely. It's a comic book show. I mean, not to say that Arrow isn't, but those characters are more grounded in reality on that show whereas Flash it's like we're, we're comic book characters. We are, you know, we, we don't care about actually showing powers oh. and cracking jokes and having fun. And, and you know what I mean? The I first guess, episode, this is like the weather wizard is like bringing in these huge like tornadoes and stuff. Storm. And, oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's just like this is how we're going to set the precedence for this show. Yeah. And this is what we're going to do. And they don't slow down. <laughs> no, they've, they've continued to just be fantastic. Um so another huge thing. Well, you wanted to talk about Harrison Wells. I do. So we got Tom Cavanaugh, who fantastic on Ed. He was on Scrubs, JD's uh, brother. So I've liked Tom Cavanaugh for a while now, and um, obviously Harrison Wells has got something up his sleeve. So you know, apart from the Rogues Gallery, we have this this major villain. You do. Um, well, so, is he a villain? You know, you know that's another question. Well, the Reverse Flash. Who we've been introduced already, uh, various fat, uh, face off against him. We're led to believe that the re- the re- Reverse Flash killed his mother, which he did in the comics. So the idea behind the Reverse Flash is that he is obsessed with the Flash. He comes from the future. Right. He is he wants to make the Flash better. He wants to make he wants to make sure that the Flash is the best hero ever. So he ends up going back in time and murdering his mother so that he actually becomes the Flash. So it's this weird time travel aspect, which we're about to get into in this in these upcoming episodes right. um, uh, that we're dealing with on this show. And it's such a awesome sci-fi dynamic that we just didn't get with Arrow. And now we're seeing this in this show. Right. But do we think that Harrison Wells is is Reverse Flash? All right, so because I don't. Here's even here's though they've been here's trying to force huge, feed it that he is. Right, they're force feeding it. I've I have the theory that it's actually Barry Allen from the future. That's my theory. Um, Why would Barry Allen from the future kill his what his mom? He doesn't in the comics. The and I'm gonna I don't know if you know this. Um, I'm, Chris is about to spoil things for I'm me. Gonna, I'm gonna spoil you guys. I've spoiled this for my wife. She probably wanted to slap me. She didn't hit me. Um, but um, on the show, Rick Cosnett plays Eddie Thawne. Yes. All right. So in the comics, um, Thawne is actually the reverse Flash. Okay. All right. So I do know this. You know this. Yeah. So this is this is a big point. So in the show, Eddie and Iris and Iris West is 
Barry Allen's wife in the comics. Thanks um, for ruining that. It doesn't ruin anything. Just saying. But they, you know, they've had this whole dynamic Sobe relationship already in the show. They they grew up together like brother and sister, but Barry loves her and she doesn't return it, but she really does and blah, blah, blah. But her and Eddie are, are in a relationship in the show. Um, so you start to see this kind of this jealousy between Eddie and Barry at the beginning because it's like he questions their friendship and it's like, how are you guys such best friends and you're opposite sex or whatever, you know, right. whatever. But so my, you know, my big theory is that something's going to happen where Iris does go to Barry and Eddie gets mad and breaks in. He finds out that Barry is the flash breaks into star labs, gets that costume and just goes back in time and fucks things up. And Barry finds out that's happening because now they're showing that there was another speedster in the past during that whole... Right. I guess when you started off saying that, I thought you mentioned that Barry killed his mom. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's what it sounded no, like? No, no. No, I'm sorry. Everything that you just said makes sense. And if you know anything really... about DC Comics, you yeah, know yeah, that yeah. Eddie... Right. I've, that's you, fine. I don't even know how you pronounce it. So, sorry. We, we didn't ruin anything if you've read the comics, but... If you yeah. didn't, we ruined it totally for you. So, you know, Cisco uh, and the most recent... Well, sorry. We didn't watch yesterday's episode because we were at Toy Fair. Um, and I don't know when you're hearing this podcast, but... How do you say In it? one of Thon. Oh, Aobard So they switched Aobard Thon to Eddie Thon. Which is smart, because God um, knows no one can pronounce that name. He's also known as Professor Zoom in the comics. So, Cisco. Uh, finds that Barry's blood showed up in the past, Mm -hmm. meaning that Barry showed up in the past, meaning that Barry tried to stop this Professor Zoom. This this all started off with um, Joe, who is Iris' father, being very suspicious of Harrison Wells. Right, and Joe is uh, Jesse L. Martin, who's, Mm -hmm. um, gosh, this guy, fantastic actor. I saw him in Rent... So, you know, Smash... Uh, he, kind classes, of a, he classes that show up. Kind he, of a musical guy. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, oh, yeah, he he definitely does. Like, Joe grounds people in reality and is a regular guy dealing with all this fantastical stuff. So, I I love him on the show. He's if, a great father figure, too. If they kill Joe off, I will cry. Yeah, that will suck. I will probably cry. I mean, he, is, he has been so supportive of, of Barry. And, you know, the, the sad thing was is that when he was investigating Barry's mother's murder, um, he was totally in, in the boat that his father did it. Right. And now as he learns that this, these supernatural and metahuman elements exist, that there could be another explanation for it. So he's opening up this investigation, secret investigation. Yeah. In which Casey was just mentioning about Cisco um, finding the blood and he recruits Cisco to help him, even though Cisco is kind of feeling guilty about working against Harrison Wells. Well, he stops. He just. Well, actually, no. That's he right. He stops, does keep going, and then he goes yeah, back because yeah, yeah. he's like he questions his morals, but then he's like, you know what? I want to find out the truth too. Right. So let's. I might. I might. I'm going to prove that maybe it wasn't Wells. You know. Right. That's that's kind of maybe his point of view. So, but Harrison Wells has secrets. We do know that. That's that's a fact, but. Uh, and Barry going back to the past is that would be awesome to see that time travel element that opens up a 
plethora of plot ideas for him going back to the past to do things. But I guess uh, I'll go back and tie it into what I thought was in the first episode is we saw a newspaper, uh, I guess like a hologram newspaper. Well, let's, let's, let's back up a little bit because the big reveal was that Harrison Wells roams around in a wheelchair. Right. So he, he pretends, you know, that he's a paraplegic, that he can't walk, um, not paraplegic, I guess. He just doesn't have the use of his legs. Yeah. Um, he, but all of a sudden, and this is a big thing about the Flash is they have these after credit scenes, I guess you can call them these. Yeah. Post post episode scenes. Um, the first one you ever see is that he gets he goes back to this like very like futuristic room. Um, he gets out of his chair and walks around. And he's talking to this computer, and you find out that. There's this news article that says Flash disappears in crisis. Right. And now crisis is one of the biggest. You don't throw the word crisis around in the DC in universe. DC universe. <laughs> like it just doesn't happen. No. There's infinite crisis. Crisis on infinite earths. Infinite crisis. Oh, is that the same thing? No, no. Uh, I said infinite crisis and crisis on infinite right, earths. Right. Um, so. You, you know, Flashpoint was one of those. Crisis. Flashpoint is, is also one. And the Flashpoint paradox, guys. Um, oh. Check out that DC uh, animated movie. It is perfect. It is amazing. If you want a little bit more backstory about Barry Allen, yes, it's great. Uh, Epic Comic Cast, um, our friends and in, in, uh, in the podcast world, they do a review of that, which is really fantastic too. Not only, not only is it a fantastic story, it creates the new 52 right so this this right here actually leads us into an idea and a theory that if in i can't i can't remember the date of it so 2020 2020 yeah actually i think it it might be 2020 right so we have these movies coming out that dc's slated um we know that ezra miller uh, Perks of being Wallflower. There's uh, we need to talk about Kevin, fantastic actor, is going to be playing a Flash. We don't know which Flash. We don't know if it's Barry Allen. We don't know if it's Wally West. We don't know, right? So, and when's that movie coming out? Do you remember? 2017. I think that's one of the later releases. Um, so, what if this crisis? 2018. 2018. So after uh, the Justice League. You know what I mean? And maybe the Justice League fights Darkseid. I'm sure they maybe. will. Maybe. I that I, movie. I don't see how... It's either Brady That's like or Darkseid. Thanos, though. Exactly. I don't see how they couldn't do it any other way. So anyways, so after the Justice League movie, we got the Flash movie, right? And the Flash Barry Allen, who we know at this point, though that is investing a lot in Grant and Gustin to say that he's going to be around and the show's going to be around for the next five years. But he would look that much older. But he looked that much older. But I'm just saying it's still a lot to say if this show's going to be on in five years. This is a lot of speculation. It's a lot of, of speculation. But so if he gets to that point where there's a crisis on infinite Earths, right? And um, he meets Ezra Miller as the other Flash. And then, you know what I mean? Like those worlds converge at some point. That's awesome. If that's what DC always had in their head and up their sleeves, I guess. Well, it, it would be easily explained because... That would make sense that it would appeal to the fans like, hey, actually, we didn't piss you guys off. Right. This is a shared universe. 
we just did it in a way that we've been doing in the comics for years. Right. And and Wally West being Iris West's nephew, mm-hmm. you know, um, totally changing the ethnicity of these characters totally would make sense. Well, I mean, though, yeah, right. Yeah, it would be. So, yeah. Um, that's just, you know, that's just one speculative road. We're going to spin off on that. Right. Bit. And uh, real quick, just another piece of, of tidbit for you. Um, and we mentioned it in our previous podcast about the Arrow. But if you guys have not uh, known this, that The Flash, his dad, uh, is actually from the 90s Flash television show. Um, and, Gen- and the- John Wesley's ship. Yep, the the actor was on Dawson's Creek, but Dawson, Dawson's dad. Dawson's dad, <laughs> and yes, he was um, he was the the Flash. So, which uh, I, I actually revealed that to one of my coworkers, and that like kind of blew their mind a little bit. That's I was a like, good hey, thing. they play they're paying respect and homaging to like the, you know their past show, which is hey, great. And what's going to happen soon? We mentioned this in the air one. Mark Hamill is going to come back and play the original trickster that he did in the original Flash TV show and kind of hand over that um, the, to the next generation of trickster. So we're going to see. Th- it's really kind of funny because do these characters exist in the same universe? So by saying that Mark Hamill was the trickster in the original Flash TV show, he's still a trickster? Like... They're melding. Is his dad the Flash the whole time? No, no, no. no. He they're melding it. these. Okay. They're kind of melding these universes to like kind of an obscure way. That why wouldn't it make sense to like say these were the original superheroes? These were your golden age superheroes. Now we're going to take kind of the future route because the Justice League cartoon concentrated on not Hell Jordan. Green Arrow right. or Green Lantern. I'm sorry. Um, it was it was John Stewart. Yeah. It was not Barry Allen. It was Wally West. Right. And those were the those were the superheroes that we grew up on watching and were familiar with. So there's a good chance that this could all just really be tied together, tied together, and work out beautifully. It would be cool. It um, would be. It would I'm, be. Amazing. I'm not going to put that much stock in uh, Warner Brothers uh, for yeah. doing that. No, because, because we have little faith actually at this point. Right. But as far as my faith in the Flash TV show, it's you know, building. It's still it. there, and it's still amazing. Um, so let's talk a little bit about. I, and I and I said something about, um, you know, Cisco. Let's uh, talk about. Did we talk about? Caitlin at all? We have not. Um, oh, and Cisco and Caitlin. Let's team talk- team, uh, team Arrow or uh, Team Flash. Team Flash. So um, Cisco and Caitlin are actually both major characters from the DC universe. Yeah. Um, Cisco becomes Vibe, uh, who is a superhero, and what's Caitlin- that power? I mean, vibration. <laughs> yeah, it's very. It's it's Seismic actually activity. It's compi- It's actually compared to the Flash's power a little bit. He can make shockwaves of considerable strength. It shatters concrete and steel, whatever. Uh, but it's cool that they introduce these characters earlier in the show. I mean, it's saying we want to maybe say this will eventually happen because you did have exposure to when the reactor went off. Right. But Caitlin Snow, surprisingly enough, is a supervillain. Her name is Killer Frost. Right. And if you know anything about Killer Frost... 
She has appeared in a lot of the DC animated movies. Um, she's an ice villain. Is um, <clears throat> so that kind of that's kind of a crazy implication that this character who is like a really innocent, like good person, what could compel her to become a super villain? Right, and so a couple of ironic things. Uh, a, her name is Snow. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that's so weird. Right, Victor Freeze. Victor Freeze. Right? <laughs> uh, B. This is an ironic, but just a fun fact. She was in. Uh, well, the characters in Assault on Arkham, the the DC yep. animated movie, yep. um, the Suicide Squad type one. Uh, C. Her boyfriend slash or ex-husband is Firestorm. So there's another dichotomy, yes. like, yep. um, you know, Captain Cold. <laughs> so oh, there's that. So Firestorm is played by uh, Robbie Amell, who is Stephen Amell's cousin. cousin. Yep. Um, who is also on another CW show called the Tomorrow People. Right. So right. this is whole CW network thing. Yes. <laughs> uh, one other little fun fact is that I, I mentioned, I think, that I saw her on Grimm, and her character on Grimm uh, was, like, part... It was like a dragon monster, so she breathed fire. So I just think that's it's just kind of funny with like the dichotomy if she's going to become a, a freeze character and all that. So, you know, actually, um, touching on the firestorm idea, I was actually really impressed that they did the multiple consciousness with um, the Doctor Franklin and 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 Robbie, and it's such a cool idea, and and it's so. It's so out there compared to, like we've said a million times, Arrow, which is very grounded, that you can take this character and give him another consciousness. Yeah, which is, which is so, which is so like, you know, dedicated to the original character right. in the comic book. I'm Chris. And I'm Casey from Gourmet Scum Radio. We're two cousins talking about geeky pop culture stuff. You a fan of television, music, and movies of the 80s? <laughs> well, we are too. Do you like being transported to galaxies far, far away and the threat of troglodytes that go boom in the night? Well, we're going to geek out about it. Have you ever scared yourself listening to ska music while reading a comic book and sipping on a tasty Jones soda? Then this is the podcast for you! Gourmet Scum Radio is here to tickle your holes and make you believe in dynamite explosions. Make sure to check us out on Stitcher and iTunes. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter and check out our website at don'tforgetatowel.com. You won't regret it! All this top 40 music is so boring. Jeez, I sure wish I had something geeky to listen to. Well, I've got just the thing for you, stranger. Who are you and how did you get in my house? Don't even worry about that. If you're looking for the latest, greatest, and geekiest podcasts around, you should check out Those Geeks You Know. Those Geeks You Know? Wow! Three friends talking about comic books, movies, TV shows, all the things that I geek out about. But seriously, you gotta leave now. Be sure to check out Those Geeks You Know on iTunes and Stitcher. You can also like us on Facebook and Twitter and tell everybody that you know. You, you gotta leave. I called the cops. You know, what we, you know what we haven't talked about? What? Is The Flash. 
Like, we haven't talked about Grant Gustin We're at getting all. there. Okay, is that what we're doing? But this, Do you want to talk about Iris West? But this, is, this, is what, this is what's so awesome about this show, is that there's so many elements to the show that is beyond just The Flash, and we haven't even gotten to talk about how awesome Grant Gustin is as The Flash. Yeah, I mean, he is funny. He, he, just, oh, he just carries that character. And what I don't get is, like, these purists who is, like... That's not that's not Barry Allen. He's not blonde, or it's not the same humor. They say, like, can I ask you guys? I mean, feel feel free to leave comments on on our podcast about why you think that Grant Gustin doesn't make a good Flash. I mean, it's humorous. That's that's the whole thing about like either if, if it's Wally West or it's Barry Allen or anything like that. The Flash is a comical character. He's the comedy relief of the Justice League. Wow. I mean, so is Hal Jordan. Yes, Hal yeah. Jordan. <laughs> but Hal Jordan has been stated as a boring character in the past okay. as well. He's not, he's not Barry Allen. No, I'm just going. Um, but, I mean, Nathan Fillion, Hal Jordan, is yeah. one of the best things ever. Right, it is. <laughs> um, and you know, I, I, as they as they start to build these new characters, you know, we're we're starting to see new dynamics and and revitalization re- of the character. Um, but I mean, I love Grant Gustin. I I he's he's so good. He's a he's a great actor. Um, he was on Glee, and I and it was cool that he they, was. Yeah, they they showed a little bit of his. His chops um, in one of the newer episodes with him and Caitlin went to a karaoke bar and he sang That's why he very well. So yeah, yeah. Oh, so he was on right. Glee. And um, you know, fun fact for Chris, I guess. And um, totally, um, that's, I watched that's awesome. Glee too. So um, that episode was great. Yeah, it was. Every episode's great. Yeah. I mean, that's it. But I think the the great thing about um, Grant Gustin in his Flash is that you know this. Obviously, it's fantastical. Obviously, this stuff is never going to happen, or will it? And, um, you know, he keeps it grounded. He, I think the humor helps. You know what I mean? And, you know, we love the Arrow. We love it. And Stephen Amell does a fantastic job. But, like, that show is grounded in reality. So, like, if you don't crack a smile in that show, it's okay. we get it. Because it's dark. It's shot dark. You know, it's constant action. And, and on The Flash, it's like they're having fun. I mean, even during a, a crime investigation, Joe might be making a joke. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, Cisco is constantly cracking jokes. Harrison Well will say something. Like, it's, a, it's just a fun time. And Grant Gustin just holds everything together. Um, he just makes it enjoyable and he makes it a character that I want to keep seeing develop. Like where does he get to in 2020 where he becomes, you know, the hero. And, um, I, I, I want to let you talk because I actually have something else I want to say though. But, but you on. know, the funny thing is that he is, be- he's already becoming the hero. Like mm-hmm. in the last couple of episodes, it's like, People are starting to recognize him as the Flash and calling him the Flash mm-hmm. and like thank you. Mm-hmm. And that's that's something that the Arrow didn't get, you know, the first couple seasons because he was like the dark killer, bad like vigilante. They're like, is this really this guy really doing good or is he doing bad? Is he doing worse for the city? Right. But in Central City, the Flash is doing absolutely positive things right. for everybody. Right. He's saving people. 
he's getting coverage. Like that's why Iris gets hired by the newspaper, and she finally gets in her journalistic avenue. Right? Which, you know, in the comics, she is a journalist. Um, so fake. Fake Daily Butte or fake Daily Planet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Central City's Daily Planet. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I love how they started her off as a blog writer. And she was blogging about the Flash and all that stuff. So it's it, the lightness of that show is just, it's, it's, it's so refreshing to watch that kind of show and just be happy about it every week. Yeah. Um, what I wanted to talk about in what you mentioned is the hero aspect. So. I, I'm not a DC fan. In, well, okay. How Can about I this? say something about this though? The yeah. hero, like hero worship. Yes. DC is about hero <clears throat> worship. They worship their heroes. In the comics, the Flash has a statue built of him in Central City. Same thing with Superman. In after the death of Superman, they built that statue and it remains there. Yeah. Um, that's kind of the dynamic between that and Marvel, where Marvel is kind of dark and they 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 don't really appreciate their superheroes in DC. They're revered as almost like gods. Yeah. You took everything I was going to say. So thank you. (laughs) You're very welcome. (laughs) Yeah. That's that's what I was going to say. Um, the, the last few episodes with flash is that, you know, people have been calling him a hero and they're very happy that he's around. And, you know, I think that Spider-Man is, is my favorite villain, or uh, villain, my favorite hero. JJ, right? <laughs> my favorite hero of all time. Um, it, for the most part, I, I would say ninety-five percent of New York City likes super, uh, you know, Spider-Man. Now, a lot of people don't like everybody else. Like if Thor showed up, you're going to have a lot of people be like, "What the hell is this god?" doing here yes and and i didn't call for him there's no reason for him to be here the hulk can't show up at your house <laughs> hawkeye's a loser black widow doesn't exist you know what i mean iron man is too flashy and arrogant like these are the heroes captain america is the captain hero. america is, is <laughs> captain america but like these are the heroes of of the marvel universe is the avengers and it's like these people are basically just other new yorkers who just exists. Like when you walk around New York city and you see a movie shooting, you don't just like stop and stare unless you're like from out of town. You know what I mean? Like you just go, okay, I'm just going with it. So if a super villain flies by, I just like, I see it all the time. I don't care anymore. Like they'll take care of it. And DC, it's totally different. It's like these characters or what Chris said, they're gods. They get statues made of them. They're like appreciated. Yeah. They're appreciated. They can't believe that these people exist and that these people are there to protect them. Mm-hmm. So that if a dark side comes down, starts killing millions of people, but the Justice League saves them, they don't blame the Justice League for existing, and that's why this guy came down. You know, that's that's one of the major things that I had kind of a gripe with the New 52. They tried to make them a little bit darker and yeah. not appreciate it. And, like, that went against everything that DC built up over the years for their characters. And that's why I'm kind of happy that this whole convergence thing is going to happen, that they're going to bring it back all into the, the DC, the original DC universe and blah, 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 blah. So, um, I mean, here worship, I mean, people love the flash and yeah. they're only going to continue to love the flash unless something tragic happens, but he'll clear that up too. So, well, let's hope so. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, 
it's fun. It's light, as we've said, and I think that it'll just continue on that path because it's it's going to be the successful formula for that show. Oh yeah, absolutely. What um, what do you think is gonna is gonna happen? I know that we're going to see Gorilla Grodd. Yes. I know that we have Harrison Wells, and there's going to be something revealed of that. Uh, maybe Eddie is going to become Professor Zoom. But like, what what are some of your theories? Maybe my or- theories are is that. Uh, the whole uh, ver- reverse flash uh, plot line is going to be the season one. I think that we're going to wrap we're going to wrap that up by the end of season one because that's what really we're working towards. Right. The gorilla garage thing is like hinted at right. every so often. So I think we're going to go to that by season two. I think that he'll be the major villain in season two because he's a major flash villain, um, and with Gorilla City and the comics and all that stuff. Um, we probably won't, s- that's a little bit obs- too obscure, I'd say for the show, but, um, we'll see more. I think Gorilla Grodd will have a major presence in series, uh, um, season two. The rogues, on the other hand, will, will kind of like weave in and weave out of the show. Yeah. I feel like they're going to be characters that show up, mm-hmm. they do their thing, flash fights them, go. Um, I, I always know, trying to, they're always trying to like foil the flash. Right. Right. My, <laughs> my cousin, um, had a big complaint about, so my cousin does uh, gourmet scum radio with me and, uh, he was, him and I were talking about the flash cause we're, we're both huge fans, but he was really upset about the episode with the, um, you know, uh, Captain Cold and is it Heat Wave? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he was like, why doesn't Flash just run, grab that gun out of his hand, and then that's it. Game over. It's like, why doesn't he just grab Captain Cold's gun? He's fast enough to do it. And I'm like, honestly, yeah, he probably is. But it's like, it's a comic book show. It's not fun we if we go. do that. Right. It's not fun if we do it. I, uh, I, I, I see your point. I mean, it... You have to have a in in the comic the comic book world. You have you have to suspend your beliefs. Yeah, in any kind of fiction, you have to do that. Yeah, I of mean, course. Barry Allen could basically stop anything he wanted to. Even, well, even peekaboo, he, he will be able to, but he doesn't know the extent of his ability. That's that's actually a really good point because that's something that has been brought up through the season now is that Harrison Wells keeps pushing him. Why he's pushing him is. Parent, you know, it's an ulterior motive, of course, but he wants him to be the best he can because he needs him to be the hero that he eventually will be for this crisis right. and then disappear. I, if they get to that point in the show, it will blow my mind. But, um, you know, going back to that, it's like if you let him do all these over-the-top superhero moves, it just it'll take away from like the campiness of it. And this show is totally campy. Right. Well, it's fun. Yeah. And campy. It is. It's a comic book. It's the true comic book TV show. Walking dead. I'm sorry, but it's, it's depressing. And I'm, I'm sure the comic is too. And it, it's, it's along that lines. The arrow still depressing and dark fun at times, but it is what it I mean, is. I love arrow. You love Arrow. I love Arrow, too. Gotham. Gotham is what it is. But you have to be loyal to the character. And Gotham is loyal to their characters. It's a dark city. You have these cops fighting the crime. Right. Arrow, the same thing. 
but the Flash is more fun. Yeah. Um, flashier. <laughs> flashier. Is, yeah. That's <laughs> flashier. That's it. That's, yeah. yeah. Good coin. Oh, yeah. I know. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> but um, it's really funny. So on Epic Comic Cast, they were talking about the uh, the Flashpoint Paradox, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the hosts on it, there's two hosts, and Karina was talking about how she, and I've heard her say in another podcast, she likes defined skill sets. And one of the things that I think they're doing good in this show, as opposed to that movie, is they're defining his skill set by doing, like, pushing his limit. Like, it's, it's, it's very often where you can go and have Flash maybe, like, move his hand so fast that it turns into, like, a tornado. And it's like, what? How did he do that? Like, how did he do it? How did he learn to do it? We that? don't know how he learned to do it. <laughs> and it's, it's like he did it just to, like, throw this bomb away. Mm-hmm. And, like, they do it as a plot device that makes no sense. So it's like... Because you, you expect him to be able to do something like that. Almost. I guess. You know what I mean? And it's like, okay, you go so fast that your your atoms, you know, uh, what are they just split apart. Yes. You go through a wall and they come back together. And it's like, I think they're like as campy as this show is. I think that I'm glad that they're not going like that. It's but, like, but that's important for the viewership because well, you're introducing this to an audience that yeah. maybe doesn't understand the whole. Well, they probably flash. never. They, they might not even know it's on the CW. Eighty percent of the audience flash is right. So you have to have these these building blocks to get to the character that he will eventually be right because it's we're working from origin story to whatever we're getting to right and whether I, we get to the crisis eventually or not right we're you're building the character from beginning to end so i'm just saying that i and you i appreciate i, I agree with i agree with you yeah, yeah. and i and i like that i like that they're they are working hard to make him a better Flash so that if we see something like, like time travel, which, we'll, we're which, see we, next which week. we will see <laughs> or oh, tomorrow, I mean. um, today is February 16th. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> we will see him actually go back in time and, and it will make sense when it actually happens. Yes. Because like that's, there's oftentimes in comic book stuff and, uh, you know, I don't want to go like the whole Nolan route and like beat it over my head why he, these things are happening. Um, but or like make up reasons why they're or happening. make up reasons. You know that Batman can be wearing like eighty pounds of Kevlar and walk out into the middle of a fucking sheet of ice or, and not fall through when yeah. somebody else ten minutes later just did it. Anyways, sorry. <laughs> we'll talk about it in another podcast, right? Um, it's because the Dark Knight rises not <laughs> right. Yeah, the Dark Knight. Kills itself in an ice fucking lake. You should have stuck with Batman Begins. <laughs> so it, it's great that the, that the Flash is is defining these skill sets. Um, Grant Gustin is killing it in the role. All the other supporting characters are doing a great job. I I'm, which is which is a major consistency yeah. across these two shows. Oh yeah, across the two shows, it's that Greg Berlanti um, has created. You know, a, like a shared universe in television. Um, I, I want to point out that we have not seen a crossover episode of a television show since Buffy and Angel. Yes. And they got lucky because Buffy went to UPN while Angel continued to stay on the WB. And that 
like you're not even allowed to do that across networks. It started slowing down, and it started getting a little weird. Where Angel could only like say uh, he could, I think he could say Buffy, but he wasn't allowed to go back over to the show. And then as like Buffy was like getting ready to close, they got to do another episode, a crossover episode, because they're like, uh, it's Buffy's last season. We'll do it." But because they're, I mean, one was on UPN, one was on WB. That's kind of fucked up. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, and like, though, he, though you introducing the character of Angel on Buffett, yes, they couldn't say it because of, of the rights. So, well, seeing, these days, Josh, Josh Sweden could totally pay like a million dollars to do that, so. right? <laughs> and that's different, and he will after this next Avengers movie. But having these two um shows being able to do crossovers introduces uh, you know, the fantastical to Arrow. Um, a little bit more realness to Flash, you know, yep. making him ground himself in reality a little bit more under Oliver's guidance. It, it, it's just great to see something that's never done on television. Yeah, I, you know, it actually kind of makes me sad that it that they've talked about not being able to cross over Supergirl, even though it's by the same creators. Though I don't, it's just different networks. I just don't totally believe that they won't do something. I I I still have faith. Maybe they will. Same thing with Titans being owned by Time Warner, but they're, they're well. Time Warner owns, I believe, CBS owns CBS. So it's like, okay, yes, you're on different networks, but why not do it? I get that CW has a full lineup. They have a lot of good shows. You can't put all these shows on CW. Like that makes sense to me, but. You have these characters who are all in DC, and if DC wants to continue to be smart and maybe do the Wally West thing, um, so that there's two Flashes in the same world, Supergirl needs to show up. You know what I mean? Nightwing, well, I mean, that opens up a whole new thing, because yet again, they have yet to even say Gotham. They they haven't said that. They haven't said Bruce. They haven't said, they haven't shown a Wayne Enterprise. Like, show me an effing... Wayne Enterprise no, satellite. Wait, no, no, remember? No, in that in that newspaper article that announces um, the Flash disappears in the crisis, it yeah. says the Queen Industries oh, and, and the Wayne, Wayne Industries merger. Oh, right. That's, Sorry, that's they that did actually. Yeah, that. I forgot about I that. Forgot totally. About that too. So they do mention the name. So there's there's possibilities in this universe that things could could happen. I don't think we're going to see anything until uh, Justice, or sorry, Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice, or whatever the hell they call it. Eventually, if they split out into two movies, I think at that point, if if Stephen Mel like just shows up on the show, well, no, 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 but I think that if if the movie does good and they go okay, people are accepting of all these superheroes showing up, um, that maybe they'll start going okay, let's. Let's figure out how to do this. Convergence is a good thing, making the comic books all go to one line. Yes. Same uh, thing with Secret Wars. Yeah, and same both, thing. Both major publishers are doing this. Yeah, because it's just too confusing for the fans. Um, Star Wars just did it. Star Wars just did it, which is smart. So, hopefully, we get uh, just a normal shared universe where they can mix and match their characters. Everyone gets it. The fans are happy. They don't have to go and start making like five different flashes. It's just like let's just let's just keep it linear, people. Yeah, but um, so we have to wind down. We do. And and Chris, 
you know, what, what else you got to say? Give me some final thoughts. I, I, I've shared a lot of them. I mean, I'm, I'm eagerly, eagerly anticipating what's going to happen by the end of the season. And I mean, they've already announced flash season two and, and arrow season four. And, you know, they, they've already opened up, you know, an action figure of the flash and captain cold in the DC collectibles line, yep. which we saw today at toy fair. And, that's that's really exciting because you see with both shows that that fans are really embracing these characters yes. and that there's enough demand to create action figures over them. And that's like one of the sure tell signs that 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 it's just going to keep rolling. Yeah. Um and I'm just really excited to see what happens by the end of the season and hopefully that Gorilla Garad is the concentration of season two. Yeah. I think that the show, I mean, it's already 13 episodes in, 14 episodes in. Mm-hmm. Um, it's laid fantastic groundwork. Yes. I'm invested. I come back every week. It gets better every week. Huh. I love the characters. I love where it's going. It's it's just, it's a very fun show. With both shows, even at this point in the season, it's like, I'll be like, oh, well, maybe this episode won't be as good. But then it's like, it's like, this is great. Like this past past episode of Arrow, I was like, this is going to be really lame. Nope. It, it was awesome. They're ramping it up. So this has been uh, our second episode of Tao Light Talk, uh, all about the Flash. Um, this is the the main hub of our Tower Light Talk podcast network. Uh, we also have a couple, well, we have three other shows. Uh, me and my cousin Chris have Gourmet Scum Radio. We talk about, you know, movies, television, anything geeky in that world. Uh, Casey and I just recently started The Pursuit of Plastic, which addresses our love of hunting toys and collectibles and We'll be talking about the hottest toys in the market, of course. And uh, we have in one other show, the uh, Those Geeks You Know, which is me, my two friends, Oberon and Dave, where we just kind of uh, yell at each other and, um, you know, talk about all things geeky as well. So, as you can see, Casey is the consistent beyond, you know, amongst all these shows. And that's, gosh, that's, I, I don't even like to hear myself talk. So you don't? Really, oh, I hate it. I hate it. I used, I used to feel that way. Like, I, I was like... My recorded voice sounds really weird, but I guess that's how I sound to everybody else. But yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Uh, <laughs> no problem. Hey, how about your uh, Barry Allen impression? No, I'm not going to do my Barry Allen. Hey, come on. It's, it's the end of the episode. I'm Barry Allen, and I'm the second fastest man alive. <laughs> yeah, we got you there. <laughs> So, yeah, look forward to more episodes about our favorite geekly uh, franchises. And uh, who knows? We're going to be man. doing a ton of stuff here on the Towel Light Talk. So um, leave some comments uh, either on the don't forget a towel.com website. Uh, we'll be doing this on iTunes. Uh, you definitely rate us on iTunes. Leave a comment on iTunes. It's only going to get us more exposure. Uh, you can follow us on our Twitter and Instagram. It's at the same thing. It's uh, dfattowel or D-F-A-T-O-W-E-L. On, and, and subscribe to us. Like us on Facebook. Um, 
That's going to be facebook.com slash don't forget to towel. And occasionally we do some video stuff, unboxing. Uh, we do some interviews on, on the YouTube page, which is don't forget to towel as well. We, we address all things geekly, as we say, and that's our copyright word, so don't try to steal it. Um, we, Im- we implore you to please, you know, check out Don't Forget a Towel and continue to listen to us. Yeah. We love interacting with the fans. We love the fact that you're taking out of your time to your day to listen to us. And, you know, this only makes us want to do more. So thank you very much for being a, a supportive Towelite. And the Towelite Nation. Yes, exactly. Join it. Yes. Jo- join up. And, uh, you know, this is Casey saying, uh, you know, run really fast and maybe you can be the Flash yourself. <laughs> And this is Chris. May the force be with you. 